saying good morning to Monday Mornings with Margie. It's been a couple weeks uh, since you've seen me last. I was on vacation, but I'm back. And I'm very excited to have the guest I have on today. I'm fortunate for him to take time out of his very busy schedule between work and three kids under the age of three. Three, yeah. Three, yeah. Um, so... Uh, I'm gonna, um, I'm, I'm, I'm psyched to have this conversation. So the focus today for me um, is both to talk a little bit about uh, Juan is a first responder. Uh, he's a firefighter and an EMT. And he's also uh, an immigrant who recently became a citizen, which is such exciting news. Um, and one of the things I think it's important to be talking about kind of in light of everything going on in the world with one with COVID, um, you know, really makes you focus on the essential workers. And obviously first responders are, are a main part of our essential workers. And then also, um, you know, in light of things going on with the Black Lives Matter movement and in general, just race and immigration in general, I think it's important to highlight uh, those areas and how those things intertwine with stress, mental health, and also resilience. So welcome, Juan. <laughs> Thank you for being here. Um, so I just wanted to start off a little bit uh, for you to just tell um, the people listening or watching, uh, what was your, where are you from originally? Um, and what were some of the reasons that you decided to come to the U.S. and how old and that kind of stuff? Well, where I'm from, I'm from Uruguay, South America. It's a small country. Not many people know. It's a small country between two giants. It's Argentina and Brazil. That's a small country right there. Uh, well, now I'm a firefighter EMT, but I never expected to be one. When I came to this country, I was only 19 years old. And my goal was to be a dancer. I want to dance. Um, <laughs> when I was 11 years old, I started doing breakdancing. And, you know, we all know the, the capital of breakdancing is United States, New York, LA. So mm -hmm. I always want to be a dancer. So one of my goals was come here and become a dancer. And, well, when I was 19, I decided, well, let's just go and try, you know. Um, mm -hmm. I remember uh, I told my parents a month before I moved here, they couldn't believe it. So like, you don't speak nothing English. You don't know nothing about the country. And I was like, well, just go and try it. You know, it's only $400. A bag with a couple clothes and just go and see what happened. You know, I was young. I never thought about it too much. Maybe sure. if I would thought about it, I wouldn't do it. But mm -hmm. uh, but I, I, even if I, I thought about it, I will do it again. Because mm -hmm. in, in my life has happened everything everything's happened is good you know nothing was I mean yeah you have some moments is up and down and, and it's difficult it's hard but you keep moving forward you have to keep going forward absolutely so, so what um what was your experience um I guess when you originally came to the U.S. um maybe how did you feel received and how how was your sort of state of mind when you finally got here and you were sort of integrating into a new culture. I'm sure there was some culture shock. Um, you don't speak the language or don't speak it well. Uh, so what was that experience like for you initially? 
your one for some reason your volume has gone off i'm not hearing you you know like the, okay. like everything you see like you see from the movies oh look it looks like the movies and everything and from the beginning soon as i get to the airport it was tough it was really tough because and i tell people people sometimes they don't believe it um i was walking the airport and as soon as i get to airport new york uh, they come two officers with the dogs and they pick me right there and they take me on the sides and they check the entire bag and it was me and my best friend who came here together right and um they take us to a different room both um i was only 19 years old and i remember they put me in the room uh and it was they put me against the wall they checked me all up and down and it was one guy on the other side hitting the walls and screaming and things and one guy came here and said, I know you have drugs. I know you print drugs. And I was like, no, I have nothing. I mean, I don't even know what you're talking about. He was like, who, who, who you came with? And my best friend. And he said, well, let me tell you something. We talked to him. And he said he doesn't know you. And I was like, well, he's lying. Because I know him from five years old. And it was like this. It was like for two hours. Like interrogation, intimidation, and all the thing. And at the end, um, I didn't find out anything. Obviously, I didn't came to do anything wrong. I remember the guy said, well, if you come to United States, you come to work, make a better life for you, you're welcome. But don't come here and sell drugs and do, you know, bad stuff. And I was like, no, I came here, I want to dance. That's all I want to do. <laughs> I remember that was my first experience. It was scary. It was really scary. Wow. I, remember the, I remember the guy said, so if you have nothing wrong, why are you so nervous? I was like, because this is no normal. I mean, never went through this. And like, obviously I'm nervous. Right. Especially no, not speaking English at all. You know, like somebody's, a guy speaking Spanish and the other one was screaming English. So I was like, it, it was rough. It was rough beginning. But, you know, like I can say, uh, it just got to go with the punch sometimes, you know, like. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Did you find as you sort of integrated into U.S. culture, um, in learning the language, um, I would assume that you had situations where people embraced you or were helpful to you. Um, did you experience those kind of things where people either took you under their wing or were trying to help you so that you could kind of make your way in the beginning? Well, at first at the beginning, it was, I moved, I was in New York, but I ended up living in, in Lemister. And it was a, Lemister has a call, Uruguayan colony, it's pretty big. So I used to live, the, I live in an apartment building. It was like, I would say 80% of people living in the apartment, they were all Uruguayan. So I feel like I'm still in Uruguay, you know, I feel like I speak <laughs> Spanish, I can still eat in the same food and everything. But um, after like two years, it's a point that I told myself, you know, like, I'm here, I need to learn the language because I want to communicate with a lot more people, not just people who speak Spanish, you know? Sure. And I, one thing I can say is like the American people helped me a lot. Mm. There's a lot of people who, you know, helped me with jobs, helped me with learning English and everything. And I never feel left out. I feel like they helped me a lot. Everything mm -hmm. I needed, they always there for me. And I remember one time I went back to Uruguay and um, some people like, oh yeah, cause American people are racist and this. And I was like, well, from my experience, I got nothing but love from, from the American people. They, they helped me a lot. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and that helps me to go from a colony where it's only speak Spanish, all Uruguayan, 
to you know to interact with more people so sure. it, it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't easy but sure they made it easy for me that's great that's yeah. great well i think you know it speaks to who you are as a person too because i think people are also invested in people that they see their character they see they have integrity they see they're hard working um, and they and they want to be you know embraced in this way. So I think there's a mutual piece that you know happens there. Um, so I want to talk a little bit about um, your if if you've experienced stress or um, I mean not if but how much stress or what are the stressors you've experienced. Um, and I want to talk one as sort of like coming in as an immigrant or what someone might say a person of color or a brown person or however you want it for Latino, whatever. And then also I want to talk a little bit about um, your uh, experience as being a first responder as well. But let's start with your experience um, being a person of color as well as an immigrant. Uh, what would you say are maybe some of the main stressors you've experienced? Oh, the main stress that I can tell you is the language. The mm -hmm. language will be able to to express yourself or communicate. And I will say to uh, the culture shock, you know, like you, it's, it's so different. But mm -hmm. the, the language barrier, it was, it was high, it was high. And in this part of the country where it's so cold in winter, that's one other thing it was stressful is depression i was mm. I, I can i found myself especially in the winter be so depressed mm. depressed at the point that like like i was like either keep moving or you're going down you know you just mm. have to keep moving mm -hmm. and, and not having the language and being immigrant in this country and you know and, and trying to work right here you're not supposed to work but, you know, you have to live somehow and you have two choices. As an immigrant, as a Latino, like when you meet with people, you have two choices. You either do the right thing and you have to work hard and you're going to suffer and it's going to be hard. Or you can do the wrong thing. It's going to be easy, but that's the wrong thing to do if you know what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. Latino, mm -hmm. oh, it's tough. And, well, I always chose to do the right thing, you know, because that was, that's how I was raised up. That's how, you know, to mm -hmm. respect my family. Mm -hmm. And and it was it wasn't easy. It wasn't easy, especially like I said in winter, um, working and sometimes you don't have a job and and be by yourself right here. It's like okay, so how do am I going to pay my bills? How do I'm going to eat? How do I'm going to do things? Right. And be illegal in this country is hard. It's hard mm -hmm. to try to find a job, and then plus come oh that's a stress, and then comes a the winter, and and you miss your family, you miss. Sure. And that's where our depression set. You miss like, the light, you miss the sun, you miss the warmth. <laughs> and that's that's when the pressure set. And if you, I will say, if you're not strong right here, mm -hmm. that will take you down quick. You know, mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. I remember in time I used to be in my kitchen and I used to lay down and cry and cry and cry because I miss my family because I did this and that. And at a point it was like, all right, you cry, good. Now stand up and keep moving because mm -hmm. you can sit right here. Because if mm -hmm. you sit right here, it's going to be the worst thing you've ever mm -hmm. done. So mm -hmm. you just have to keep moving. Mm -hmm. And you did keep yeah, moving. I did. And you eventually became uh, an EMT. Yep. And then in the last 
two years? Four years. Four years. Yeah. Okay. Um, you become a firefighter. So yeah. tell me what, um, first, what's your experience uh, being Latino and a first responder? Um, and also, what what has your experience been being a first responder? Well, um, being Latino as a first responder, is, it has its highs and lows, like, especially in a, um, small towns, you know, when there's no, where I live, there's no many Latino communities, so, you know, it's, it's a little bit different. Um, I will say for an entire department, um, I'm the only Latino person working there. Mm -hmm. So it's a little different sometimes, you know, but, uh, I don't know. In, in, in times it's good. In times it's good because you being Latino, you can help other people who doesn't speak English. Mm -hmm. And that makes me feel a lot of joy. You know, like when I do it, like, and even Sometimes lately, the police department called me, hey, Juan, we have a person right here who doesn't speak English, only speaks Spanish. Can you come and translate it? Boom. I go there. And it feels so good to be able to help other people that can. Sure. Um, and as an EMT, with, like, first, as a, as a firefighter, I tell everybody I think it's the best job in the world. Because for me, it's not a job. You know, I love what I do. I, I go to work happy, you know. Mm -hmm. And this is, that's my, my house, too. But um, mentally affect you in the ways that sometimes you don't realize, like because we see a lot of bad stuff, right? Mm. Well, the way we co cope with it, we make jokes. Mm. You know, it's fine. But we make jokes. We talk. But it's it's a point when, like, it's a point when you sit in bed, when you rest your head in the pillow, and that thing comes. Mm -hmm. You start thinking about it, and you start thinking, what if I could do something different? What if, why this happened? Like. It's special when it's related to kids. That's when it's, it's the worst, you know. It's, 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 we're having some calls related to infants, and, like, I don't, I don't, I can't even, I can't even talk sometimes because mm -hmm. it's rough. It's rough. Mm -hmm. And that comes again, like, if you know mentally strong, you can take that home, and that can affect you, you, you know, you, your relation with your kids, your relation with your wife, everything. So you have to live. Everything. But at the same time, you have to talk with somebody. You have to be able to, like, Alicia, I talk with her a lot, and, and, and that's great. It helps me a lot because sometimes if you don't talk and you keep all inside you, that thing is going to come out one day. Right, right. And I, you also are big into exercise and fitness. Yes, I do. Wow. And, and, and I, think, I think working out, I don't know about medication. I don't take no medication, but I know some people prescribe medication, but I think working out helps so much mentally people. It's, it's, it's insane. I don't know how to explain it, but it's insane. Like sometimes I'm down and I work out and it's my body. Everything feels so great after, after a while. Right. right. Yeah, no, I mean, exercise is in the, in the world of mental health. I mean, it is a, a, a way of producing some of the chemicals that, you take with antidepressants. Now for some people, exercise isn't enough and they need to take yeah. medication, but yeah. other people exercise, especially sort of moderate to intense exercise yeah. can really have the same antidepressant effects. Yeah. And I think it's a, it's a good release, especially in the work you're doing as well, is that you need oh. to have, talking is one part, absolutely, but having that physical release, yeah. um, I think is huge. Yeah, every time we have, uh, and the guys sometimes, they tell me, like, 
every time we have a call, it's kind of difficult. I just go back to work and I just change and I work out. I run for like a mile and I just work out and work out. And mm -hmm. I feel great after that, you know? Yeah. And, um, because that's the way I try to release some stress. Like, mm -hmm. you know you know how it is. Some people release straight drinking and mm -hmm. other people, you know, release straight and stuff. For me, right. it's like working out. Sure. You know, I get tired, I sweat, I get tired. That's how I release stress. Um, one thing I was thinking too, when you were talking about being the only Latino person on the, on the firefighter force, are you the only one on the police with the police in the town you're in too? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I know. You're like representing there. I know. Um, so Absolutely. the other thing I was thinking about is, you know, not only the option of, uh, you know, being able to interpret, but I'm also thinking just um, having other first responders be sort of exposed, so to speak, or around and connecting uh, with someone as a colleague has yeah. to be helpful as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like I said, like, uh, I'm always trying to when 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 we go calls and somebody speaks only Spanish, I'm always trying to go there and help. I always try to say, hey, if you ever need anything, I work in the garden fire department. You know, you can. I'm the only Spanish guy right there. So you call and you can ask for me. And I've been helping a lot of people like that. And I'm I'm. That makes me feel so good. It feels so good. Be able to. So so all the people who doesn't speak English, they know that if they got an emergency or they need something, they know at least it's. Hey, this is the guy who can speak Spanish. This is a Spanish guy. So let's let's go. Let's talk with him. Let's let's do something. That's great. That, that feels really good. That's great. So I wanted to close with um, the fact that recently you became a United States citizen. Congratulations. <laughs> and um, that's that's amazing and exciting. And uh, I'm wondering how it feels since you've become a citizen and how do you feel like there's going to be ways that it makes your life easier um or not i don't know i'm just curious what it is from your experience of it well i it's it will make my life easy and uh if you look at for this i like i have never voted in my life not mm -hmm. in uruguay because i moved when i was 18 and then you know, I was illegal here for six years and then I was a resident. Being a resident, you can do practically everything except for two things, being a jury duty or vote. That's mm -hmm. the two things. And <clears throat> this, is, this election is going to be my first time in almost 40 years I'm going to vote. That's and I'm, awesome. I'm so pumped. I'm yeah. so pumped about it. Yeah. Yes, it's going to change my life because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to express myself and put my vote and maybe if the <clears throat> candidate who I'll vote for <clears throat> win, that's changing my life. That's changing where I live. That's changing my kids' life, and 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 I feel great to be able to go and especially as a Latino, say like, hey, this is my boat. This is mm -hmm. what I want. <clears throat> so, like I say, being a, having you you resident car, you can do everything, but yeah. you know, able to vote. So, and that's that's big for me, especially now nowadays. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I got I got like I can tell you right now, like. Like six, seven friends of mine, they just become U.S. citizen too. That's and great. I would, I would tell them, I was, we were talking, I was like, hey, we need to go out and vote. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. This is, a, we become a citizen and we have a big right right here to go and do it, go and use it because there's no why. I mean, I could have stayed a resident for the rest of my life. Right. That's it. Right. But no, I want to be a citizen because I want to be able to go and put my vote right there. I, I can't wait for it. It's interesting because right now as you're talking, there's the funeral of John Lewis from yeah. the House of Representatives and, and that was his thing, like getting the voting rights passed and about people voting. And so yeah. it's sort of like interesting that you as you know, a new USS, US citizen is talking about that experience and this person <laughs> just you know, uh, died, yeah. uh, but he fought his whole life to get everybody that right. And so it's kind of, um, it's just, it's, it's inspiring. And in uh, the same thing too, nowadays, you see how everything's going. Uh, I feel like people who probably see me and see like, hey, this brown guy, he has an accent. Why he should vote? He's not even American. Well, hello, now I'm American. I have the same right that you born here have. Mm-hmm. So even though I'm brown and I have an accent, I have the same, same equal right that you have. So right. guess what? I'm going to go there and put my vote. Well, and if you think about it, you've lived, I believe, if I have your age range right, you've lived in the U.S. More longer than, yep. than you've lived in, you lived in Uruguay. Yep. So, yep. Um, so you are. You are yep. an American citizen through and through. Yep. Uh, and a first responder, which is a very American and very patriotic and selfless thing to do. Yeah, that's 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 sort of thing. Like uh, when I used to tell my uh, my mom, because I remember in, in Uruguay when I was a kid, we used to watch a show called Nine One One, and I always loved, I always loved the sirens. I was in uh, and who will tell? Like seventeen, sixteen years later, I'm gonna be one part of one of those people who like yep. goes and do the best they can, you know, protect and and you know like when you are first responded or at least my as a firefighter, if I have to go in the house with some fire and I have to rescue somebody or save somebody's life, putting my life in jeopardy, I don't care if you're Asian, black, white, I don't care if you like Trump, you don't like Trump, I don't care. What I care is your life and make sure that I can do the best I can, my training and everything, to take you out of it and save your life. So when it become a first responder, you don't see color, you don't see language, you don't see country, you don't see politics. Politics, you don't see none of that. Right. The only thing you see is that somebody's life that you better do your job and take care of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it happened working as, a, as an EMT, taking care of people in, in the back of the ambulance. I've been calling names, mm-hmm. you know, obviously. And, um, what do you do? I laugh because I'm like, you know, yeah, you can call me all the names you want. I'm still helping you because this is my job and this is what I'm supposed to do. So go ahead. Kim. <laughs> That's a mess. Yeah. Because I, I don't care what people call you or names they call you. I know what kind of person I am and that's all I care. Right. Right. Well, we're lucky to have you uh, as a, as a first responder and as a U.S. citizen. Um, I mean that, you know, truly from my heart um and i uh i appreciate you being on and taking the time to talk today not a problem Um, i think this is really helpful and i think it just is informative um and i think there's people that can relate and there may be people who can't relate but then they hear it and they understand better and i think that's what the goal is um in everything we do is to bring people together yeah. Um, instead of pulling people apart. 
one uh, thing I, I like to say is like, for those who are watching, they're like, not every brown people who talk with accent came here to sell drugs and do bad stuff, you know? I will say 98% of people who come to this country come to work hard, try to make the better they can and help others. Mm -hmm. That's what we do. Like, at the same time, you make your life better, and you will help others. It makes other people's life better too. Right. Well, thank you for coming on and sharing with us. You're very and, welcome. And thank you to all the people listening and watching. And I hope you have a great week. And I will see you next week on Monday mornings with Margie. Take care and be well. All right.